Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Alright you little quarantiners, let's get started. Quarantiners, I don't know what you boys have been up to, but uh, I've been putting my efforts in trying to locate some type of underground black market barber shop. Anybody that has been uh, cutting hair or possibly left your place of business, if you're out there and you took your scissors with you and a comb, I need to hear from you. Stat. So are you going to have go-go gadget long arms so that they can stay six feet away from you while also cutting your hair? No, we have, we have, we have testing. I, uh, I'm like the NBA over here. I'll get, I'll get it tested, and then we'll get that haircut. Not a problem. Go get the big guy. When... When when you're uh, Mr. Clean and use the Mr. Clean haircut, you don't have to worry about a barber. He just just a bic razor, baby. Actually, it's you a do. Mock, actually, it's a Mach three. So you do you you do look all you look all smooth. I <laughs> I are I those tried. painted on eyebrows? Yeah. Why are you so angry? <laughs> I tried to go um, a week and a half is how long I made it of not 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 cutting the hair, not shaving. You know, everybody's doing the quarantine beards. This morning I said I can't do it anymore. It's way too itchy. Out the door it goes. Actually, down the shower drain because I shave in the shower. (laughs) Well, last time we talked, we were talking about trying to find content. And you're mentioning what you did for the last week and a half. But Phil DeGroat and his ultimate uh, zest for content... Went out and what, what, Philip, what did you do in terms of things to talk about? Uh, so, so when we finally, we missed a week in our podcast, right? And we did say last week, sorry, you know, we had some technical difficulties. Um, it wasn't because we couldn't figure out our electronical setup. Um, it which was sometimes is also true, which is sometimes <laughs> is also true, yes. Um, it's actually because. This uh, this global pandemic called COVID nineteen is something that I obtained. Um, so, uh, and not only did I obtain it, my wife obtained it. One of our daughters obtained it, and we're assuming one of our other daughters also obtained it. So, uh, just kind of to to go back um, and start um, from the beginning. Uh, I can't remember the date, but it was a f- it was two Saturdays ago. I think it was two Saturdays ago. Um, I at that it was during the day. I kind of had a headache, um, and then throughout the day it got worse. I started getting more body aches, but by that night I had horrible, uh, probably the worst headache I've ever had, and then horrible body cramps. Through I mean, just throughout like my neck and just everywhere. Um, but didn't really think no. anything of it. Just thought, you know, this is, this is weird, but I, I don't have a fever, you know, because the first thing you think is, do I have this? But like we've always talked one, I've been drinking Corona, so that should have kept me okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now, now, now a point in the story on that Saturday, I rode around with you on a pickup, correct? Yes, it was the same Saturday okay. where, where we drove down to Iowa to get some stuff out of a trailer. Did not see any of my family. Um, and I thought you were doing well that day, so this is all a shock to me. Well, I, and I was doing okay at that time. It was, it was later on that night where I really, really went downhill. Um, it was, I mean, the headache got progressively worse. My whole body, I've, I've told other people, the, the feeling of the body ache was like I got drunk one night. And then the next morning, went out and lifted weights. And then 
did not drink any water, and then the next day how sore you would be is kind of what I because I've I've lifted weights before and then had some beers or got drunk and then the next day was super sore but but this was would be that's a tough analogy because i don't know how many people get drunk and go Uh, but i heard you said yeah so what you should have done is drink the night before continue to lift weights and have a bloody mary then you wouldn't have an issue apparently but um it was it was a body ache like i've never experienced before you know like if you're if you're super dehydrated and and trying to play football or whatever and you 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 know i wouldn't call it a cramp but it was just it was just tight tight pain um sunday i felt quite a bit better um and then monday i was you know working from home felt okay not great still had the headache um still had a lot of a lot of aches in my body um but then on Tuesday, my wife also then um, was not feeling good. So Jen spent a decent amount of the day on that Tuesday in bed, kind of had a little bit of a headache, didn't feel great. Um, but, you know, not terrible. Uh, Wednesday morning, our youngest daughter woke up and said she had a headache. And my wife did not have any fevers either. So, you know, everything that you look for is, you know, the big thing was a fever. Um so on that Wednesday morning, our daughter came into our bedroom, our youngest one, who's seven, and she said, uh, you know, I, I have a headache, and I have, and so we checked her temperature, and she had a fever. Um, so we gave her some ibuprofen or Tylenol or, or whatever to help her, and then uh, um, my wife, you know, we both kind of got ready for work. Me getting ready for work is just coming down to my three seasons room, if it's warm enough. Um, but my wife went to work, put on a mask. Uh, one of the one of the great things about being, you know, going back and helping on the farm and helping in our hog barns is I actually do did have like one or two N95 masks in one of our drawers that I happened to find. So she wore, you know, she wore a mask into work. Um, she called called somebody, you know, whoever they need to call, and just kind of told them what was going on. And they said, "Why don't you go out and get tested and then just go home and isolate." And so that's what she did. She went out and she got tested. And, and during the day, and she wore a mask, and um, her and I were talking as if she had it. I would assume I had it. Um, so we didn't isolate each other. We isolated the kids. Um, but so she. But during the day, we kept talking about there's no way it's going to come back positive. How would it ever come back positive? And Thursday morning, we both wake up. She says, oh, shoot. <laughs> but the four-letter word and she's like it came back positive and I was like oh no and so she called her doctor and her doctor said everybody in your family needs to go get tested so on Friday it was on Thursday morning then I loaded me and the kids jumped in the car we drove out to the testing place I had to kind of try and keep them calm because it was just me she was still still you know trying to stay far away from um, at least the older two kids because we kind of figured I had it, and um, the youngest one had it. Um, so we went out to the testing place. So I got, I had the, had the experience of them sticking that toothpick up into your brain. Um, it doesn't go up into your brain, but boy, does it feel like it. Um, along with all of our kids, uh, um, it's a very, very quick process. Uh, and they do a very good job, and they did a very good job of trying to keep our kids calm. Uh, our youngest one did not handle the test very well. Um, but uh, but we got it done. Uh, the next day we woke up. Well, we got home that day and we sent the older two kids downstairs because we said we're we're ninety percent sure that you you two probably do not have it. Um, the youngest one we just she had the headache, she had everything else. I had the pain, you know, the headaches and the pains. Um, 
And so we all stayed upstairs. We sent them, those two downstairs and said, we'll keep setting food on top of the steps for you <laughs> and talk to you from up here, but we got to keep you guys down there. Um, so that next morning when we got our test back, I came back positive, which we figured. Our oldest daughter, who was downstairs sleeping in a, the same bed as our son, tested positive, and our youngest one didn't tested negative. Now, we do think that's a false negative. Um, because we just don't think they got a good test uh but our oldest son did not test negative so but he kind of self-quarantines himself downstairs with his xbox anyways um so we decided that we would try and isolate him and that lasted for four hours um (laughs) (laughs) because you know it's pretty hard for him to be down there all by himself and everything you read is is kids are pretty asymptomatic to it anyways and shows very little effect um but then after that, it's it's there's a lot of fear in the idea of our our you know how bad is this going to be? How long have we had it? Um, you check in on people that you may have been around the previous week when you didn't have any symptoms. And granted, we weren't trying to be around a lot of people, but you, we still were around some people. Um, so we checked in on them to see how they were doing and if they were having any issues, make sure they could go get tested or at least tell their doctor. Um, and and then it was well what are we going to do and i just started taking a lot of vitamin c zinc uh vitamin d uh and so did jen um but she, she one of her, uh, she had one of her friends go out and get a an oxygen tester one of those things for your finger um so what we did and this is what the cdc cdc says is make sure you keep t- checking your temp which none of us threw a temp and make sure you keep checking your oxygen levels, um, which we did. Um, we did that a couple times every single day. Um, the great part about it is, uh, as our kids, other than those first symptoms, they never really showed any symptoms. And so they got through it pretty well. Um, Jen and I, on the other hand, had varying symptoms that um, were the same. One was kind of the body aches, the headaches, uh, the the test chi- tightness or or you know what i compared it to somebody setting a a weight on your chest and trying to walk around with it um it was always worse at night for whatever reason um and and just a lot of fatigue you know fatigue was one of the big things but you know your body's trying to fight this fight this virus and keep you from you know getting worse um but for the most part we were fairly um it was fairly mild which we are very happy about um I, I feel like I kind of got over it a little bit sooner than, than what Jen did. Um, she, she was doing pretty good and then she lost her, she lost her taste and her smell. Um, so she was very similar to Ryan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, and then she had two days where, where she really went downhill and kind of spent two days, uh, in the bedroom. So I, I went up there on a regular basis to try and check on her, make sure she, you know, checked her temp. She never threw a temp. Her oxygen was okay. Um, and, and she kind of then pulled out of it. Uh, this was last week, um, and started feeling a little bit better, um, and then it just as every day goes, we feel like we've just been getting better. The, 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 the chest thing was odd, though. That's, that's something, you know, I've had headaches. You know, you're sore. I mean, we've all played sports. Uh, you know, after that fo- first football practice of putting pads on, you're always sore. Your neck's going to be sore. Um, but the chest issue was something I've, I've never experienced in my life of, 
of just how how tight that was and just the different pains. So even when we were recording the podcast last week, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a few different times because we you know we still had it. Um, There's a few different times where I could just feel my chest just getting tighter, um, and then it would it would release and kind of start feeling better. But um, but it was I did not watch you that closely <laughs> well, whatsoever. Good. Well, good. <laughs> I mean, I hate to, <laughs> but you know. Um, we're very thankful that we did not have a worse, um, worse case of it. Um, what we have been asked by almost everybody who we've talked to is, how did you get it? And my response every time is, I have no idea. Um, you know, we weren't, we didn't travel to China. We didn't travel to Italy. Well, we traveled to Italy and, but that was in November. So we didn't, you know, we didn't get it then. Um, that sounds like a humble brag, but go on. <laughs> we've already yeah. talked about it because I trinkets. forgot to bring <laughs> trinkets. Yep. Um, so we don't know, you know, Jen, Jen works in a hospital. So there's a, you know, there's a pretty decent chance that we picked it up from there. Um, but we could have, I could have picked it up at a gas pump, um, somewhere and, and touched my face because, you know, people touch their face like a thousand times a day. Now that everybody worries about <clears throat> touching your face. Um, so it, it is, it is scary. So what we're doing probably is a good idea for the most part. I've having gone through it. it you know, you, you kind of think, well, if this is all it was, then it isn't that bad. But then you, but then I read a hundred other stories of how, for other people, it it was a lot worse, and and we had you know very mild symptoms. Um, but it was it was interesting, and now we can say that we're one of however many millions of the United States or in the world that have contracted the COVID nineteen virus. So that's, that's kind of our story. That's kind of what we went through, um, which is why we missed the pod, you know, we missed a week of the podcast. So people getting anxious, waiting to hear, you know, all of our, uh, our, uh, top listeners. Um, I apologize for contracting a worldwide pandemic, which, which helped to delay our podcast for, for about a week, I suppose. Well, we're just glad you're healthy and your family's healthy, buddy. And, and, uh, you know, from all of us that were following along with some of your guys' updates, uh, I mean, like you said, you're a healthy family. You guys are active. Um, and, you know, we I think back on some of the uh, podcasts that we did, you know, you know, starting with about the Summit League and then that we were yeah, live. it was about that. NBA. Time. Yep. And then the NBA canceled when we were podcasting. And, I mean, we're looking back six weeks and you're looking back six weeks to now. And it's like, Wow. What a crazy, crazy couple months this has been. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, it did take us two weeks, you know, from counting when, you know, when you look back and you look at, and I look at when I really saw, first saw symptoms going, yeah, it's, it's, taken, it's taken a full two weeks to kind of, kind of battle through this thing. Um, so that, that part is scary, and it is scary because, you know, you know we got together, and I, I may have had it. I'm hoping I didn't have it when we got together that last time. I, I don't think we did. I mean, Eric didn't get sick, and I've seen him before, but, you know, I worry about about some, you know, somebody like you, Ryan, if, if you, I mean, you have asthma, and I, that was one of my big concerns is if I got Ryan sick and he ends up in the hospital with his asthma, I'm going to feel terrible. So that's especially when you don't have symptoms, you know, that's, that's the hard part about this, this yeah, disease and, that we're dealing with. And, you know, we, after we talked at the podcast, when we got back, cause I got, I mean, our family went to Arizona for a week and, you know, we were nervous about the flights and everything. And like Eric said, you know, we should be probably more nervous 
with you coming back, then me and Eric, or Phil and I, have been together the whole time during this, and it's just, you know, Eric yeah. was riding with you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so it's... You know, that's, that's, that's the amazing part, is that Eric did not... Because on my probably worst day, when I absolutely did have symptoms, that he did not get it. Luckily for all of us, Eric kind of self-isolates in his apartment building anyways. and so That's right. My day is not actually all that different. <laughs> but you know what is going to be different this year is the Jackrabbit Scholarship Auction, which I look forward to every year, and it's a bummer we're not going to be up there at Frost Arena and Brookings and going to the Jackrabbit Scholarship Auction. But we do have... Elliot Powell is going to be joining us to talk about how that's going to work this year. I'm excited to do that, and we're going to welcome Elliot here in a bit. Yeah, we're going to we're going to kick it over. We uh, interviewed Elliot uh, earlier today, so we're going to kick it over to that right now. Hey, everybody! We'd like to welcome Elliot Powell from the uh, Jackrabbit Athletic uh, Department. Elliot, how's it going up in Brookings these days? Phil, all things considered, uh, doing very well. I appreciate you all having me on uh, this evening. Um, you know, it's one of those deals where very odd times, but we're all in it together, right? So um, we're moving forward, and uh, like I said, things are well, all things considered. Yeah. So is everybody in the athletic department working from home, or are you guys having offices that are uh, uh, spaced out so you don't have to be by anybody and still going in and sitting in cubicles, or what's the what's the setup right now up there in Brookings? I'll tell you, we have, uh, we're have we all remote. We have Zoom meetings uh, just about every day, especially uh, with, with the auction we have coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, at this point, um, essential personnel are the ones going into the office, so you're, you're Justin Sells, if you will, and um, he's working tirelessly right now to, to continue to, to make this ship go, and we're so lucky and fortunate to have him as our leader. Yeah, no, that's good. So you touched on, on the scholarship auction. Um, that's going to have a little bit different feel to it this year. Um, how, how is that going to work? We've, we've kind of caught how, you know, from Justin Sell that we're still going to do it. Uh, some, of the, some of the proceeds are going to get donated to Feeding South Dakota, if I'm correct. Um, but maybe give us a, kind of an idea as to what that's going to look like this year because it's going to be drastically different from years past. No, I, I appreciate you asking, Phil. Um, and it is going to be very different, but it's also we're moving forward because of how important the night is um, for the department, for the student athletes we have on campus and for the scholarships that we provide for them. So uh, before I really get into this, one thing I want to everybody to remember is the link jacks2020.givesmart.com. So I'll say it again, jacks2020.givesmart.com. And so that is where currently you can go and purchase an event ticket or a table. You can register to bid on items there. And this is also where you will be able to view the live production of the event the night of May 2nd. So jacks2020.givesmart.com is where you will be able to, again, uh, register for the event to bid on items purchase tickets for the event and purchase tables still for that event. And I'll get into a little more detail about what it means to purchase a ticket or purchase a table for the event. But again, jacks2020.givesmart.com. So, so get to that website and, and get signed up is what you're saying. Absolutely. And the event's May 2nd, but um, uh, silent bidding begins the 24th. 
of April, that Friday. So, um, you know, get on there and bid those items up uh, prior to the night of. How is uh, how are the the silent auction items coming? They're you know that's one area, Phil, where um, not a lot of change has come about, and we've had great supporters in years past. And, that's awesome. Um, you know, given the state of the times, you'd think maybe there'd be a little dip there, but it, it really hasn't been the case. And so, um, I know you touched on you know other areas of support that night, and so. You know, in wake of the COVID-19 pandemic that we're in, um, we as an athletic department made the decision to have a portion of the evening's proceeds to be directed to uh, Feeding South Dakota and also high-need scholarships uh, at SDSU. So, um, you know, again, it's a huge, very important night for the athletic department. And, you know, we're still hammering to hit that million-dollar goal of ours, but also to have... um, proceeds of the night go to feeding South Dakota and high need scholarships just because given the times we want to support other areas. And uh, we're incredibly fortunate as well to uh, have our anonymous donor agree to provide a two for one match for this event. And so that allows supporters to really triple their impact on the auction. And so, um, like I said, we've hit the million dollar mark each of the last three years. And that's our goal this year. It's it, it, that night is um, one fourth of what our scholarship bill cost is each year, and so we're we're still um, gunning for that goal, and, and we're feeling really good about it. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So I think uh, what one of our other hair raisers on this uh, this podcast would like to know is is he going to be able to buy a number twenty eight black jersey this year? That's a great question, Phil. And what I'll say is uh, we are still on the. Uh, putting the items up on the site process, but I want to say, I think I saw the black 28. So that, again, don't quote me because every, you know, I'm going to have to take another look, but I think it's up there. Well, they they are recording it. So (laughs) I suppose I am quoted. Yeah. So so the helmets, cause I, uh, I know in the past I've bought a helmet. I have one with a jackrabbit on it. Usually every year I go find uh, one of the dudes from Iowa Yep. Um, the Iowa Jacks and go buy one of their jerseys. I've, I've got a collection hanging in my closet. I have to do something like Ryan. Ryan puts his jerseys up in awesome uh, displays down in his basement. But uh, but I think yeah. a, a black jersey is something I really needed to the addition. I've been just kind of waiting and waiting for, for the black jerseys. But the helmets, jerseys, all that, women's, helmets, men's jerseys, jerseys, basketball jerseys. Yeah, those are all, we'll have the uh, buy it now option for those. And then we have about 400 um, silent items to be bid on. Um, not just that evening, like I said, a week prior to the event. Um, and I guess before I even continue on to what the night looks like, I want to take a step back because I talked about um, uh, event tickets, table purchases. Um, that is still going to be very important to us to hit our goal for that night. And so we've gotten very creative and, and, and unique about how we are going to provide an experience for people that do purchase tables. And so what you get with a table purchase is actually a personal Zoom link for your virtual table guests. Okay. And each guest will receive a bottle of Jaylor wine and a gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings, Applebee's, Cubbies, or Kraft, with the idea being that 
that night we want people tables to still gather via zoom if you will for the live production of the event while sipping on some wine eating takeout from the local businesses we want to support and bidding on those items to support SDSU athletics. And, and also that provides us the opportunity to have our, our coaches and our, our AD Justin Sell pop into those Zoom tables and chat rooms, if you will. So um, um, obviously with everything being online and, and remote, you know, you scratch your head about how do we, how do we um, compensate for, for table sales, if you will. And this is... Um, I think we've come up with a great way to do it with, with supporting a lot of local businesses here in Brookings. Well, that sounds great, Elliot. And so say a company or a group have purchased a table already, um, say hair razors, for example, say they've already purchased the table. Do they have to go back and purchase the seats or the tables or if they are already purchased, um, are the links going to be sent to that corporation, a sponsor, or that group already? Spot on. So if you've purchased a table, we will be providing um, that link. We'll also be following up with you to um, uh, more or less promote this change, if you will. So um, the decision for the tables were made, quite honestly, last week, and this hasn't been publicized till now. So um, just today we went on the initial process of if you've purchased a table we're reaching out to you this is the format now and um uh, getting first of all who's at your table um which which restaurant would you like a gift card for and then um we'll be sending out the wine gift cards and then another sdsu gift um to the participants at that table so what you're saying is is when the hair raisers buy their table and we're on Zoom. We still get dressed up. I still get to throw on that uh, nice blue and yellow sport coat that I bought earlier this year, kind of in anticipation for this. And we're all getting dressed up to sit around our own table with whatever food we have cooked or That's bought from our local, whatever favorite local establishment, uh, and, and sit there and eat like we would at the banquet and just watch it on Zoom. You're spot on, Phil. All I right. guess the only, the only difference being... Uh, getting capped at a bottle of wine and not that open wine like it would be at the event. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to need and a bottle opener at home. Well, <laughs> and so you're not limited to one bottle? <laughs> if yeah, we're we getting dressed up, like I joked with these guys earlier tonight, do do we know a rogue barber out there anywhere? Like somebody that took their scissors home with them from work and can we find that person and who's in? Because this is what I'm going to do. I need to find the black market barber shop because it, things are getting dire i couldn't agree more eric um that's one phase of life that is it's been a while since i've had a haircut and phil yes i, I do <laughs> think we should all dress up that night and um you know I, i'm sure you've been a part of a lot of maybe zoom virtual happy hours lately and um yeah. it's just kind of the, the way it's been these last few weeks and um uh, i think it's going to be a really just special memorable night and you know at a time where a lot of universities have these auctions if you will but they've been canceled and we're really trying to be a leader in this area and and press forward with um a really important night for us and and the night that has become you know it, it's one of the better nights in brookings and um we didn't want to take that away given a lot that has been taken away lately and so um, we're really excited for the night, and again, I, I can't thank you enough for letting me 
be a part of this year, this evening. And um, so, so more of these details are going to be coming out. Yes. Okay. And um, I should also mention that the, the, you can purchase tickets as well. So if you don't have eight people for a table, you know, if a couple wants to buy a ticket, um, we'll also provide a bottle of wine and a gift card that night as well. Um, so single tickets are still for sale and you can buy those tickets online. Jax2020.givesmart.com. That's also, again, where you'll buy your tables, you'll bid on your items, and um, you'll register there. And then also, too, that's where the link for the live production of the night will be. So getting into the the live items, if you will. Yeah. So we still have about 20 live items, what would have been live items. And so um, the night of the event, we will unveil what would have been those live items um, at the determined time of the evening. And so at that determined time, we will unveil about three or four items every 10 to 15 minutes. And then Justin and Tyler Merriam, they'll be on um, streaming, if you will, um, the production piece and going through those items. So um, there will be a, I don't want to call it a live auction portion of the event, but we will have a designated time for a designated select few items uh, to be bid upon. Well, and if just to help you, Elliot, um, most of the people that are probably listening to this have either gone to that, signed up, logged in. Um, you can go on the site, and right now you can actually buy the tickets, buy the table, and you can actually go ahead and just start doing donations. They ask for $20 all the way up. You can put whatever you want in. Um, I would tell anybody that because of the circumstances, if you don't purchase a memorabilia item or an autograph or an experience, simply donate 20 bucks, 40 bucks. Because mm -hmm. that $20 donation is a $60 donation with that match. Yeah. So, and if you guys, if, if you have a chance, go log on, get used to the thing because when the app goes live and the items go on, um, it's, it's all listed there. You can go through the women's jerseys, the men's basketball jerseys, the football jerseys, the baseball jerseys, soccer jerseys. Um, they'll Ryan, have all that stuff. It, Ryan, with I, bit I appreciate you saying this, but now everybody's going to be on there when you and I jump on first <laughs> to go buy our jerseys. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Go ahead. Keep going. You're no, on the no. <laughs> and, and, you know, well, you already screwed me with the black 28 jersey. I, <laughs> <laughs> I may buy that and just uh, make you pay me double for it. <laughs> well, so, there you go. Ryan, you made, you made a great point there, and I, I do appreciate you bringing that up. Um, if you do hop on there now, you can, you can begin the donation process um if you want to participate on a lesser level like you said that two for one match goes so far for us um and you know also to the, the other endeavors that we're supporting that night if you if you feel strongly that you just want to support you know donating to feeding south dakota or high need scholarships you have that opportunity as well um, um but again portions of that proceeds will go towards those areas we gotta hit that million dollar mark for athletics yeah, I think it's. I just think it's awesome. You guys are are figured out a way to continue forward with it because, like you said, a lot of places they're just doing away with their with their event. Whereas you guys said this is a, this is still important. We need to do this. Let's figure out a way how we can do it. And what's awesome about this too, Elliot, is that if this is successful, um, I mean, like Phil 
originally had an event in Minneapolis, so he wasn't going to be able. But for the, I don't know how many people, 500 people that go to this event live, Mm -hmm. this might be an option of plan A and B for future endeavors. I mean, this would be something that, you know, the million dollar live auction with the lead up of um, the purchasing of uh, the scholarship auctions, items that are going to be on there. But this might be an opportunity where, hey, I have to be at a gymnastics meet or a soccer match or something like that, that, hey, I can be in my hotel room in Omaha and still participate this in the future. You're spot on, Ryan. I think that's what's most exciting about this whole process has been what we've learned we can do moving forward and and what we can take from this and also apply it back to the original concept, if you will. Um, you know, we were, we were 75, 80% completed from a planning phase for the original concept of, of the night. And it was about four weeks ago where, um, everything flipped upside down and, um, you know, we, we hopped on zoom calls literally every day to, to make this go. And, and what's come from that is a lot of great brainstorming. And I think a lot of really fun concepts that we'll be able to utilize moving forward. Like you mentioned. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, is there anything else? I mean, I feel like we've covered, covered a lot of the bases that we wanted to chat about of, of how this is going to work. Um, still buying tickets and buying those tickets is important. Um, yeah. we're not only supporting Jackrabbit athletics, but also feeding South Dakota, because let's be honest, there's a lot of kids who aren't in school that aren't getting food. Um, no doubt. So everybody, make sure you're going on. Sounds like you have a few at your house, Phil. Why don't you get those kids something to eat? Yeah, <laughs> wrangle those Deep things. Gravity. <laughs> I think we're at it. I think we're at a gymnastics event. Uh, I, that it's more gymnastics than them being hungry. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I, I think I want to restate here, and I, I don't even know if I mentioned this from the beginning, but um, 6 p.m. Central Time start for the production. Yep. The so May second, okay. 6 p.m. Um, there isn't a determined end point, if you will, just because um, unprecedented times, right? But I would, I would imagine a couple hours um, just through for the for the production to start and finish. But again, the big one is Jacks twenty twenty dot givesmart dot com. Register now if you can. Um, the items become available the twenty fourth of April, that Friday, a week before the event, so you can start bidding that Friday. And, uh, you know, get, get the items up and, and then, you know, May 2nd, um, everybody that's purchased a table, you'll have your wine, you'll, you'll have your takeout and, uh, hopefully we'll have a really big night. So Elliot, are you going to be setting up the after party with Gus at Cubby's and doing a zoom party there <laughs> afterwards too? Ryan, it's really funny. You mentioned that, um, I, there is nothing confirmed, but that was a legitimate topic of conversation in our meeting the other day, you know, because it's such an excellent tradition, right? And so um, nothing scheduled yet, but we're trying to figure out ways to maybe get creative with something like that. I don't know what that would look like, but we've we've definitely thrown it at the dartboard. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you, Elliot. We appreciate you uh, taking the time to to chat with us today um, and just get this information out there because that's how we feel is is the more more ways we can get this information out to people, um, the bigger the event can be. 
Well, I, I appreciate you all. I appreciate your support. You guys have been great to us. Um, it's going to be a really fun night. And if there's any questions that pop up or, if, you know, any questions arise to you, you can direct them my way. Uh, Phil, you have my contact information, elliot.powell at sdstate.edu. Um, you know, we're, we're at the two-and-a-half-week mark, and it's going to be a really fun night. And I really appreciate you allowing me to get on this podcast and publicize uh, what will be a fun night. Oh, I think uh, we're going to watch you back. We're going to watch you back when we start talking tailgating. I mean, I was going to I, I was going to say it took a pandemic for me to get on here. fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we were going to have you on whether there was a pandemic or not to talk about the scholarship auction. So awesome. So that oh, was going to well, happen either way. I really appreciate the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably see you all virtually on uh, May 2nd. Hopefully I'll pop in one way or another. You bet. And Elliot, I, I will offer this too. If we're getting closer to this and more things are developing and you want to come on and help do that, I mean, Phil can put, when we plug this, when we get the podcast up, we can put that link on the Twitter account and all that stuff there too. So yeah. if we get closer and there's some stuff that uh, maybe you're getting a lot of questions or maybe yeah. there's some unique stuff, reach out to Phil and us and, uh, We'll uh, we'll have you back on. Maybe do a little tie up right before That'd be uh, awesome. the event starts. What you guys are doing is awesome. I know this is for Eric, Phil, I, and a lot of the other Harriers. This is uh, um, even old football players. This is an event that they plan to come back to because right. it is such a great event. It is planned so well. Uh, MCs with Miriam and uh, you know Cell and all those guys. The one thing that I'll tell you that I w I'll suggest this, and sure. I don't know if he's available. He might be. But watching that gentleman do the live painting is one of the coolest things when we get there because we usually show up. I think it starts at 4 o'clock and the doors open. We usually get there right away mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know, cruise up top. And but watching him paint that stuff live and seeing it come out, that is one of the coolest things. And I'm guessing that be still an item that you guys are talking about it's remarkable yeah we have uh there are a couple uh i just saw a painting the other day of a, a football college game day painting and it is awesome cool um, yeah. there there's trying to think off the top of my head of the 400 items here but i think there's a few others <laughs> around college game day but you're, you're right that seeing that the night of is remarkable yeah so qu quick question for you too so on a normal night how many items would you guys have uh, on the app to bid on? Uh, it was about four to four fifty last year, and that's so you guys are gonna stay probably right around the same. Yep, yep. Um, one, one. Um, I guess breath of fresh air, lack of a better way to put it, is I was very surprised with how much our Brookings businesses still stepped up for this event for providing items you know at at such a time where it'd be so easy to say no and we were very sensitive about how we went about that but i think it just goes to show you know not only the brookings community but people that support sdsu they're, they're a different type of breed we're, we're really lucky to have um our constituency well phil maybe we can put one out on our own and say hey we'll take a bid and we'll match it and uh, they can come on the podcast. 
<laughs> we'll take anybody on the podcast we don't even have to if somebody wants to pay to be on this podcast that'd be great but i think oh. i think you're getting to like groundhog day where the gal bids two pence for the dance with the guy yep <laughs> oh. awesome well all right um Thank you, Elliot. We do really appreciate it, um, and we appreciate you taking the time to be uh, to chat with us about the about the event. And we're uh, we're excited for for May second. I, actually, I get just as excited for uh, April twenty fourth when those items come out. Yeah, I gotta go. Gotta go get that jersey. Oh, you dang right. No, I I really appreciate it, Phil. And, and honestly, anytime this what you guys are doing is great, and, and really appreciate it. So. Um, anytime, more than happy. Thank you. You bet. Sounds good. Hey, thanks. thanks, Elliot. We'll talk to yes, you Yes, thank you. Soon. And that, again, was Elliot Powell from SDSU Athletics. We thank him for being on with us and telling us all the great things going on with the athletic auction this year. He was talking about your opportunity to be part of a Zoom pod, pod watch it on Zoom. As I keep saying podcast because that's what we're doing. Yeah. And get a bottle of JLR wine, but we don't have JLR wine with us tonight, but we do have a beer. Philip, what are you drinking over there? Uh, so tonight uh, we uh, we are drinking a uh, what am I? What do I got here? I, I gotta get get gotta get things together. We, I got a Ross Blueberry Maple from Severance Brewing which is downtown Sioux Falls, kind of on the north end of Sioux Falls by the new music. What is that new music rotunda type thing? Oh, the Levitt at the Falls. Levitt at the Falls. So they're yep. just a little bit to the north of Levitt at the Falls. Severance Brewing, it's a it's a blueberry maple. Um, so Elliot was talking about J-Lore wine. I think that's a, a Savion Blanc or whatever that is, <laughs> if I'm saying that right, right? And that's a, I think it's a red wine. Um, but this is more... This this beer is actually a little bit got that uh, that hint of red or purple in it. Um, ran and what does earlier. red or, what does red and purple taste like, Phil? <laughs> so it tastes pretty good. It's another sour. Uh, I'm I, I like the sours. We're supporting a locally local uh, local brewery again tonight um, on our podcast. That's what we're trying to do. Keep some of these establishments in business because whenever we come out of this this mess that we're in um we want them to be there when we get back so so go and go and uh, attend those places but i think it's pretty good eric i i dropped one off to eric today at a safe distance <laughs> <laughs> um that's right on national high five day we did not high five but uh yeah i'm drinking the same one i just wanted to double check because we don't put a lot of production into these meetings so yes i do have the same one from severance and we're getting to the point where we can now line up the beers because next week we got a beer from EBC. Uh, it's called Thirsty Boys. Yeah. Great name. That's what we're having next week. That's, but yes, this week. is good. This is not, it's not super sour. But it's I, not terribly sour, no. <laughs> Ryan would never be able to taste it. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking tonight, Rhino, while we're, uh, we're, while we're crushing these? These have six points. I'll take a picture and put it on, on our Twitter feed, but uh, uh, I, like the, I like the packaging of the can, 6.2% alcohol. Uh, well, if you, followed, the, if you follow Severance at all on Facebook or Twitter, you've seen the work they've went through to even get cans back into the, the facility. <laughs> no, I, I, no did, I did not. Uh, no small what, task. Oh, they had to, uh, well... 
they they got for a while there you could bring your your own growlers down and have them fill them because they were out of cans okay then they had some donations of cans and then they finally showed a picture of the pallet like the seed arriving at the farm a pallet of all these cans that they somehow brought through 40 mile an hour winds from the twin cities so they went and got them themselves the way it looked really so like, wow. like the uh... brewing, not messing with <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome um so it's it's similar to that one. What is it? That trucking show where they bid online and then took the you know found their loads and ran shipping wars. Shipping wars. That's right. Um, hey, if Severance wants to pay us to run up there with the hair razor trailer and go get them cans, I'm, I'm all over it because well, a couple of those gals on shipping wars, I'd be more than happy to ride along with them to go get the can. <laughs> oh. oh, Rhino, what are you drinking there? Well, it's not what I'm drinking now. It's what I had Friday. My wife had the opportunity to uh, actually go and grab the Bing uh, beer from Fernson that they put out. So I did get a taste that. That's about as local as you can get. Um, uh, the can looks exactly like the Twin Bing uh, candy bar. I am not a Twin Bing candy bar fan. My wife is. Uh, we shared a can because they only come in two packs. I think it's eight bucks for two. Um, and there was cars lined up all around the North facility just to go get them. And, uh, what we heard is they sold out and they will be distributing these into their locations such as high V and other liquor stores. So it was a hot item. We, I did get to taste it. Um, and? I, I, I didn't get to taste it. Oh, you didn't <laughs> get to taste I, it. I don't, I can't, I did. I lost my taste again. Okay. So <laughs> what did your wife think? What did Melissa she think? said she said that it tasted kind of like the candy bar um obviously well, that's good um, because that was the goal that's the goal uh anytime you add alcohol it kind of gives it a little it skews the taste but she said sure. you know she could taste like the chocolate um the flavors uh I don't know if it's a strawberry they have in the twin being but she could she could it's, taste those flavors yeah it's definitely a, a, a pink kind of inside of the twin bang i only know one other person that likes twin bangs i don't mind I, them they're not my favorite oh it's it'd be the last of the candy bars i'd pick like the the, the grid of nine when they say pick your nine that would probably be my ninth out of all of them but <laughs> no so um yeah good for Ferenson to get those out uh drive some good uh, local business for them hopefully uh something like this uh helps them through the times too but uh um but yeah, um, support local as much as you can, guys. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what uh, that's what we're gonna keep trying to trying to do here is promote some of those. You know, we promoted. Uh, I saw on Shenanigans website the other day or on their Twitter page all the all the takeout orders lined up. You know, that's awesome. Um, and I think they're doing a fantastic job of letting people know what their specials are. Uh, and this, yeah, don't don't go down. I mean, go support High V yet, but also get down to Severance and. And pick up some of these beers because they are they are really good beers. And one thing that's been statistically shown is that the consumption of alcohol has gone up since the quarantine has been particularly by one woman in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what? Oh, and she put the sign out. She said, "Bring me more beers." Oh, that's oh, old lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many she get? She got what? Five hundred? I mean, five hundred cans or what was it? How many cases? Coors Light, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
Coors Light came through. You know, she really did have a problem though, because all alcohol in in Pennsylvania is runs through the state. So when the state closed, you can't go to a local brewery. You can't go to a high V and get any booze. She probably was seriously cut off. So, quick Soft question on that, Eric. Yeah, did did they open up the Brookings, Brookings liquor store? Because I, I heard, heard that was. I heard it's been reopened, but it's functioning like okay. And I don't know this for. I don't know this because I literally did it, but this is what I was told. It almost works like George's Pizza now. You walk up to a window, you place your order, they go get it and bring it back to the window. So you don't go into the store and walk around, but you place your order and they they bring it back for you. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Well, that's how I got the I got the beer from Severance tonight. Was you ordered it online, paid for it online, and then uh, go inside. You tell them your name. They set it up on the counter and. Walk there out the go. door. So make sure, make sure if you're doing that, they have a spot where you tip online. I, I forgot to hit on it when I did it, so I just walked in there, dropped them a nice tip, and uh, went back out. So keep keep supporting them with uh, with buying their products, but also you know these guys are trying to keep these places open. If you can, leave them a nice tip. Absolutely, and hopefully then now we're going to get back to talking football and other things as we move through the summer, but next week we definitely got the EBC beer and whatever else comes our way. Philip, feel free to not have to go out and uh, contract yeah. any other diseases for Contel. <laughs> I'll try not to. We're, just, we're glad we got through this one. Uh, we don't need to experience again. I hope we have the antibodies. We're going to start giving blood. Um, I, whenever we can, we're, we're looking into that. But, yeah, I'll try not to catch any sort of uh, other worldwide pandemics that are out there. Well, thank you to Element Paul, and uh, looking forward to that Jackrabbit Athletic Auction. And go big. Go blue. Go Jacks. <laughs>